Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, you told me to not look at the notes, so I didn't look. What are we talking about today? Less is more, Shannon. Less is more. Okay. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) I heard this on NPR a while back. And then I found this article that like recapped what I heard on NPR. So I'm just going to read it because the story is fascinating. And then we're going to break it down. And it it won't be that it's not like a 20 page article. It's a, it's a short story about a person. OK, so Johnny Greenwood, who is the guitarist in the band Radiohead. Shannon, you've heard of Radiohead? Yes. OK, he talked about when he joined them as a keyboardist in the 80s. And he, so the, the whole shtick here is that he started playing with his keyboards completely off to avoid disrupting the band's dynamic. So this is a story. So the lead singer's name is Tom. So Tom's band had a keyboard player whom I don't think they got on with because he played his keyboard so loud. Greenwood remembered. So when I got the chance to play with them, the first thing I did was make sure that my keyboard was off. And I must have done months of rehearsals with them with this keyboard, and they didn't know that I turned it off. So while Greenwood pretending to play keyboards is a funny visual on its own, the band's reaction to his trick makes the anecdote even better. According to Greenwood, not only did the band not realize he was faking it, they acted as if they could hear his keyboards entirely. They made quite a racket, quite a noise, the guitarist said. It was all guitars and distortion. And so I'd pretend to play for weeks on end, and Tom would say... I can't quite hear what you're doing, but I think you're adding a really interesting texture because I can tell when you're not playing. (laughs) And I'm thinking, no, you can't because I'm really not playing, Greenwood continued. And I'd go home in the evening and work out how to actually play the chords. And cautiously over the next few months, I would start turning the keyboard up. And that's how I started in with Radiohead. Okay, so my mind is blown. And just for for other people who are out there, I just want to make sure that this is clear. Keyboards and pianos are not the same thing. So you know how like you can still faintly hear a piano or something with a keyboard? You literally cannot hear anything. You'd hear like not pushing. On. You'd hear pushing of yes. keys, but like indistinctly, it, it, insignificantly to other instruments being played. In a silent room, you'd hear a person like pushing. Yes. But you wouldn't with almost any noise. There's no tones coming out. It's just more of like percussion at that point. Like... So that's just like blowing my mind. This is how he started with the band. (laughs) Faking it for literally weeks, he said. Wow. Okay, so where we what's the angle on this round? Okay, so here's my first question. Um have you ever joined a new team or org and felt like you needed to add something right away? Yeah. I think we did a podcast episode on this we in did. the past so, of like proving yourself good enough in a new job. I think everybody feels that way. Well, so what I would say is like when I was younger, I always felt like I needed to add something immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, I'm here. I need to do something right away. And I think, I think of almost like joining a company now, like joining in a double Dutch or even joining like, like Johnny's story here, like a band that's playing. And like, I don't want, 
I don't want to just throw myself in there without understanding what they're doing to throw off their rhythm. I would rather wait, acclimate, and then start to layer my texture in when it makes sense rather than, okay, I don't know how they're playing double dutch, but I'm just going to go mess up the, the swinging of these ropes that do not seem simple at all. And I'm just going to like go and futz around in it. Like as a older person, I have a very different approach than as a young person. Cause as a young person be like, Oh, I'm going to go try this thing out. If I make a mistake, like I don't care. Still as an adult. I'm like, I don't care if I make a mistake, but I'm not going to just mess something up to mess something up just to show that I am here. Remy, when did we, okay. First, when did we brand ourselves as old people? <laughs> I'm not branding you as an old person. I'm branding me as an old person. But you're young me so th- okay like that was the new step have you <laughs> seen all of my gray hairs <laughs> look at all of these i'm an old person yeah but i think that's th- th- there's so much there's so much wisdom in your old age rami to thank you say maybe we should take a beat and contribute via silence yeah in the beginning, how do we contribute via silence? I think silence gets such a bad rap. Mm-hmm. The only metaphor that's ever compelled me to value silence a little bit more is when they say, like, well, if a mute, if if a song just like constantly had sounds going and there was never any pauses for silence, there was never any rest in the sheet music, it would not be the same. Like, you need those periods of silence. To make it make sense. But yet, why are we still all human and we think that, well, it's because we live in capitalist societies <laughs> that say, like, the only value you can bring is through, like, the tangible products that you can contribute. And I think there's a lot that can be contributed through your energetic. Even if your energetic is silence. Yes. So the second thing I want to ask is, Okay, I just made a case for us not to add right away. But are there times where you should add right away? Yeah. I have an example. Mm. Do you have an example? I think when you join a team and the whole thing is on fire, everything is burning, the roof mm-hmm. is collapsing, mm-hmm. you you say, okay, I've got a bucket. Where should I be throwing my water? Yes. And how do we do this? How do we all pull together and make this thing work? That's when I think you come in and you say... I'm turning my volume all the way up and how can I, where, where should I pitch my volume? Yeah. And where should it be going? Yeah, I would agree with that. What comes to mind is the four types of businesses that you can engage with. So are you in a startup? Are you in a turnaround? Are you in a realignment? Are you in a sustainer? If you're in startup, potentially for sure, turnaround, that's like the, the, the roof is caving in. Everything is on fire. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're literally bringing you in to, to turn it around, to fix the ship. So we don't have a lot of time to spare in those situations. No, we can't be we can't be piano off, keyboard off in those situations. No, those are not keyboard off situations. But I think then there's two scenarios where you should be potentially keyboard off, at least immediately, yes. in like a sustainer, because things are working, right? Like you don't want to start throwing cogs into the machine and see what happens because more than likely it's going to break. That's where I say, like, I think half the time it's let's play their piano off and half the time it's turn it all the way up and just like start blasting because 
that's what's necessary Yes. at this point. So the last thing I want to ask you, Shannon, is how might we, as peers or as managers, uh, provide a space to for others to make them feel comfortable not playing but starting to add when they feel ready in in those two scenarios the sustain and i don't remember what the other one was but in those scenarios where like you don't have to hand them a bucket to throw water at a fire how might we make them feel comfortable with it because if you rolled back the clock and you go back 10 years on rami when he was a younger person uh, whippersnapper as young people probably say these days those young kids like what the hell when did we get old we're old shannon i know i know i'm just like i don't feel old so anyways i do when my body creaks (laughs) but so i think how do we younger rami would have been like chomping at the bit to do everything and anything yeah and i think my question is like how can we help them in a sustain situation not need to do that right away to turn their volume off and just take it in and and practice until they're at the point where they can start to contribute in a way that adds to the texture and not adds to the noise yeah i think what what comes to mind for me here is that we might still need to give them something to do to feel like they're contributing Mm -hmm. and so for me I'm not saying I did this, but what what comes to mind to do now would be to say you're contributing through the questions that you ask. Like that's mm-hmm. your job right now. Your job is to ask as many questions as possible to be learning as much as possible um, so that they still feel like they're, they're playing a role, right? They have a role to play, but their role is learner right now at this point learner slash like curious person because sometimes the questions might be based out of learning sometimes the questions might really help to be like why the hell are we doing that thing that way you know Mm -hmm. that's what i wish somebody would have said to me when i was just starting out in different roles like it's okay like you your job is to be a learner right now well and i think it's really important for you to say those things and then to validate them Because I think there's a lot of times where people are like, oh, we really like ask questions, ask questions. And then someone's like, oh, why do we do this process this way? It's like, oh, that's just how we've done it. Like, don't ask that question. And then you immediately shut down all credibility with them wanting to do that again. But if they're like, hey, why do we do it this way? You can be like, I have no idea. This is how we've always done it. Is there a better way for us to do this? Maybe, like, let's talk about that and let's have that conversation. Like, thank you for bringing that up because it's not something that we've ever challenged before. Disagree, yes. Shannon. Yes, and what comes to mind is some new employees that we'd onboard at Target who then wanted to solve the problems instead of doing the day-to-day job. You know, of like, well, let's mm-hmm. fix how we forecast. Hello, like, that's a huge initiative and I need you to be an analyst for betting right now, <laughs> you know? So in that case, what I'm remembering, I would also uh, encourage folks to do is like keep a back of the notebook list, right? Keep back a notebook list of all the things that you're seeing that you think might be broken. And then how can we talk about prioritization? Like when you have time or bandwidth as you're getting up to speed with like knowing the basics, then that's the time. I want you to be curious about those things all the time, right? But it might not be the thing that you're able to go fix and solve first because I need you to 
place orders so that product shows up in stores first. When you have the time, though, please, yes, fix our forecast process. <laughs> um, which is exactly what my manager said to me. So, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's why we ended up building a tool because we were so upset about how the forecast process worked. Um, but only once we, like, did our work. Yeah. Uh, this was good, Shannon. Johnny Greenwood, thank you for sharing this story. I don't know how the rest of your band feels about this at this point but that was 30 years ago so maybe they don't care uh but i like it and i i I hope you guys take something away i think the big thing for me here is to not feel the urge to need to contribute when you join a company unless everything is on fire Mm -hmm. then grab a bucket and throw some water on the fire but i think in all other instances join the team it's working it's functioning take it in and slowly over time start to contribute where it makes sense so you can really layer on to the textures and the sounds as opposed to adding to the noise. With that, we'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs or LinkedIn at Workplace Hugs. Rami, what do we want to know this week? I think are there have there been roles where you've really like been able to take a step back and What was it about the role or the environment that made you feel comfortable with that? Because I think us learning from from people's success stories there, I think would be helpful for us to help prosper and um, create that for others. Yeah. What made you feel comfortable waiting to add? Yes. Like Johnny Greenwood did. (laughs) Exactly. All right. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami and this has been Workplace